All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And welcome to Invest Wisely, our segment on investing in the stock market today in 2020 with our expert, Walt Sukira. Walt is the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors, working out of the Fairlawn West office of R.W. Barrett & Company, private wealth management. They specialize in financial planning, investment banking, wealth management services, estate trust, and retirement planning. And when they talk about investment, they're investing their clients' money directly into individual stocks and individual portfolios custom-made for every single client. Well, Walt, we had a, again, a, another up week on the, on the stock market last week as the Dow and the indices are crawling upward uh, slowly but uh, seemingly steadily. So what was your observation of what went on last week? Yeah, that's for sure, Bob. Um, the stock market resumed its bullish demeanor last week, um, and I think part of that had to do, again, with uh, a little bit of thought about, you know, a vaccine, you know, possibly being out there. I think that's really one of the keys that the market sees to, uh, you know, ensuring this opening of the market, you know, wouldn't get disrupted again uh, into the fall or next year if a vaccine can be developed. Um, so we saw the market up this week. Uh, the Dow Jones was up 3.3%, um, closed the week at 24,465.16. Um, Year-to-date, we're off 14.3% still, but, you know, again, a big recovery from those lows in March. Uh, the NASDAQ was up 3.2% as well for the week, closed at 2,955.45. Again, only off 8.5% year-to-date, so a little difference there between the S&P and the Dow. And then the NASDAQ was up 3.4% for the week, closed at 9,324.59, and is actually showing a positive return for the year. So those NASDAQ stocks are up almost 4%, 3.9% a year to date. Um, the, the, small, the small stocks, <clears throat> if you look at the Russell 2000, um, are still off about 18.7%. So there de- definitely is a big difference between the smaller and, and larger stocks out there and companies, uh, the way, you know, the slowdown has impacted. And then again, as far as interest rates go, Bob, I mean, not a lot of change there. We see uh, the Treasury rates, which again, we always talk about because we think they're a pretty good proxy for what you can find. Um, the Treasury is the implied risk-free rate because uh, it has the implied bake- backing of the U.S. Treasury. Uh, the two-year was at 0.17%, the five-year at 0.33%, the 10-year at 0.66%, and the 30 at 1.37%. <clears throat> so again, if you're looking at rates a little bit higher than that, if you're considering something, you're probably taking on a little bit more additional risk. Um, but that kind of sums up, you know, just a, an overview of the capital markets as, as we ended last week. 
Now, you talked about the disparity between, uh, in this uh, beginning of a uh, recovery, we hope, of the economy between the large businesses and the small businesses. Now, uh, what, do they, what does that hold for people who would like to invest in, in smaller businesses and uh, have a kind of hope there? Should they be holding the course and uh, just waiting a little longer for their small businesses to come back, or should they be considering uh, moving away from that? Yeah, Bob, there, there is a big, big difference. Um, and, and I think small companies get impacted a lot more because probably their balance sheet. Um, you know, some of these big companies that we looked at have incredible balance sheets. They accumulated a lot of cash. And, and just as you and I know, if you know, if you and I have a lot of cash in the bank, then, you know, we're, we're not going to be as concerned if we get a little disruption for a couple months. But if you're short on cash, you know, then, then things get really tough. So, when you, when you consider small businesses out there, you know, small businesses make up about half the employment in the U.S., and they contribute about 40% to the business revenue in the United States. Um, so, and as, as we mentioned, you know, I think the, the Russell 2000 is a pretty good proxy uh, for those types of companies. Um, you know, when you look at the ADP reports, that automatic data processing, which does a lot of the payrolls, you know, companies with fewer than 500 employees, that's where the majority of the job losses were. You know, when we, when we were in March, 20 million of those job losses were coming out of those those types of companies. Um, and then, you know, there was a survey done, which was quite interesting, by uh, an economist, Alexander Bartik, and he basically looked at 5,800 small firms, did a survey, and 43% of them, you know, basically admitted they were closed. Forty percent of those companies said they're, they had, you know, payroll reductions, uh, you know, pretty significantly from their January period. And about 38 percent of them said they were really worried about their ability to survive. Um, so, you know, I think we're, we're getting a little bit of a disconnect between the stock market and these large cap stocks and what's really happening out there in, in American business. There, there is a big disconnect. And I think that's a lot of the data that we're going to have to pay attention to as we go through the uh, the balance of this year. We're talking to Walt Secura now. He is the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors. He's been watching the market and investing his clients' money in individual held stocks for more than 30 years. So if you have any questions, we'd like to open up the lines now for our stock talk segment where you can talk and uh, talk about certain stocks, specific stocks that maybe you are own right now and wondering if you should be selling or holding or something out there you've been thinking about buying and get some advice from Walt about what he might think about that stock. You can call us now at 330-673-1234. I'd Akron and on WNIR.com. It's a toll-free at 800-669-4100. The lines are open, so call now to talk with Walt and ask him questions about the stock market and specific stocks that you might be interested in. Let's talk to Walt about some of those specific stocks that he has looked at. Uh, NVIDIA uh, showed some good results as they reported last week, another tech stock that uh, you are interested in. Tell us about NVIDIA and uh, what it's been doing. Yeah, Bob, this stock is, is done really well, and, um, you know, it's one of our favorite tech stocks. I mean, if we look at year-to-date, uh, they're up over 53%, you know, so again, stock price has done really, really well. And I think they're positioned in the right areas, you know, they make the high-end graphic chips. Um, they also are really big in data centers, um, so as a lot of this business has been transitioned uh, to work from home, um, obviously we talked about, you know, data uh, the the importance of data, you know, protecting data storage, um, all that becomes very very important. Um, they saw a 39 percent revenue jump uh, in their in their data services uh, division, 
and the, and the graphic chips that they make are the high-end chips that, you know, are used in gaming. So, again, we talked about a few weeks ago, you know, how a lot of the gaming stocks have done well with people, you know, kind of locked up over the past few months. And uh, their high-end graphic chips are also used in these, these data processing units. Um, a lot of searches now are done visually. Um, you know, we think of search when we go to Google and type in words. But in a data center, a lot of times you're searching on a product, you know, the way something looks, uh, the, the visual aspect. And you need really high-end chips to create the proper resolutions and, and the graphics uh, so that you can do the, the searches quickly and efficiently. And, you know, when you think about all the products that are bought online and how they're shipped, I mean, those those kinds of search engines are extremely important. So NVIDIA had a good, you know, really good quarter. They showed a 39% growth in revenue, uh, over $3 billion for the quarter uh, versus $2.2 billion from the year prior. Earnings were up 105%, a dollar eighty share versus $0.88. Cents. So, again, a company that really is poised, um, you know, I think based on a lot of the, the transitions and the things that we've seen, and, and the stock performance definitely has been there as well. Now, you have the stock, and I believe a year ago it was about $160 a share, and now it's over $361 a share. Uh, that's, a, that's a pretty good deal, but does that mean NVIDIA is a good buy now, or is it uh, maybe reached the peak and one should consider possibly uh, selling because it could be overvalued? Yeah, this is one Bob you got to pay attention to. I mean, it is definitely priced a little bit more towards perfection. It's, it's, it's done well. Um, you know, we know that valuation is important. There's a lot of different metrics that we use on valuation. Um, but, but again, these stocks become their own worst enemies in some ways. You know, their success drives their stock prices up. And then you really do have to pay attention to valuation. Um, if we hold the stock, you know, we're still buying it. You know, for us, it's a simple world. It's either we're buying or selling. And if we're holding, we're buying. Uh, today, we're holding. So, you know, we, we still think that uh, NVIDIA has some upside as we look forward over the next uh, next uh, 12 to 18 months. Once again, you can talk to Walt right now, Walt Sakira of Akron Wealth Advisors, about individual stocks that you have questions about, 330-673-1234. And outside of Akron and on WNIR.com, 800-669-4100. Another stock, Lowe's, one of the uh, home improvement biggies. Uh, they've been uh, showing some uh, good headway against their, their main rivals, the massive Home Depot. We've talked about Home Depot before, but uh, what do you feel about about uh, the competitor Lowe's? Yeah, Lowe's is a, is a formidable competitor out there, Bob. And, I mean, both these stocks have really been going at it. Uh, for the quarter, you know, Lowe's outperformed Home Depot on many metrics, uh, you know, as far as their earnings per share, their revenue growth for the quarter. Um, you know, they showed an 11% revenue growth, a 45% earnings growth for the quarter. Uh, they've done a really good job with uh, their inventories. Um, uh, and, and again, as far as controlling expenses during these, the COVID-19 expenses, I think the big weakness in Home Depot was a lot of additional expenses and employee expenses. Uh, Lowe's did a little better job of managing through that. Um, you know, Lowe's was always uh, an interesting retailer to me. Uh, when you think of Home Depot, it's truly a man store. You know, it's a uh, it's kind of got that uh, manly feel to it. Uh, Lowe's has a little bit more of a, of a feminine uh, feel to it. And again, if you think of consumers today, and as we talked about, you know, women drive about 70% of the purchasing decisions out there. Uh, you know, a lot of times I think the, the female's pointing towards Lowe's when the man wants to go to Home Depot. So uh, we definitely see those trends, you know, maybe playing out a little bit here as well. 
So Best Buy is a manly man store, and <laughs> Lowe's is a, <laughs> a lady's store. Well, I, I never had that impression of when I go into well, either of those about places. It. You know, Home Depot is a little disorganized. You know, it's a, you walk in there, you know, the tools are all over the, the lumber area. I mean, uh, Lowe's has a little bit more. The, I think the, the organization is a little bit better. I think the blue feel of the store is a little bit different. So, yeah, I think they, they play a little bit different to, uh, uh, you know, the way that they position themselves. Another store, again, retailer, Best Buy, uh, not known for online sales, but uh, primarily for, for brick-and-mortar stores. Uh, they had some results reported last week, too, and you hold that in your empowering women's portfolio because of the presence of more women on the management teams. Uh, tell us about what you see now with Best Buy in this uh, economic situation. Yeah, Best Buy has performed pretty well, Bob. I mean, again, <clears throat> we see a lot of the stay-from-home, you know, really pushed a lot of additional selling for uh, you know, any any type of products that you need. I mean, if you if you go look for computers right now or, you know, certain asp- certain types of items, uh, Best Buy's uh, inventory is a little bit low. So they, they definitely have seen a surge uh, because of that work-from-home uh, type of environment. I mean, even our company was a little bit more lax as far as our ability to buy equipment for home and, and use that towards our expense accounts and, and even buy for the assistance that we have to make sure that they have uh, the proper equipment uh, working from home. Uh, so we definitely have seen, you know, a little bit of positive uh, there from Best Buy. Their quarter wasn't good as far as revenue and earnings, but I think their positioning is. So, I mean, if you look at their quarter, they were off 6% in revenue, down 34% in earnings. However, you know, they, they continue to survive in a pretty uh, tough competitive environment out there in retail. Now, in the world of travel agencies and travel-related stocks, Expedia reported last week, and uh, I don't know if we should have the funeral march in the background here, but as all travel-related uh, companies are concerned, I'm sure they had, had some rough spots. But uh, what kind of insight do you have into uh, the Expedia as an, as an investor, as, as how the stock is performing? Yeah, this is one I listened to, Bob, because I'm, I'm very interested to see how, how travel's doing. They, they did struggle. I mean, we expected the revenues were significantly down for the quarter. Their earnings looked horrible. They pulled guidance for the year. Uh, but they did say they saw some uptick, you know, as they went into March and April. Uh, they did feel like, you know, they might have hit a bottom. Uh, they definitely see some bookings and, uh, you know, some people coming back and, and a little bit more searches on the on the deals that they're putting out there. So I think there is some pent-up demand. I, I think the company, you know, made enough statements in there as far as the, some of the traffic that they they were saying that, you know, leads us to believe there will be some increase in travel and, and some of these stocks probably aren't doomed. Uh, but, but again, they're going to struggle through the year. McCock's talking once again to Walt Sakara, and you can talk to him now yourself at 330-673-1234. He is the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors in Fairlawn, 3560 West Market Street is their address. Wealth management services, including financial planning, estate trust, retirement planning, and a lot more. Once more, he's here until 9 o'clock, so if you want to talk to him about, about investing, about your investments, 330-673-1234, 800-669-4100. I mentioned a bit uh, earlier, you have the Empowering Women's portfolio. This is a portfolio of stocks that you have put together at Akron Wealth Advisors that are invested in companies that are, uh, have a either high presence of women in management or owned by women or run by women. Uh, your research shows that there is a new record high of women chief executive officers. Now, uh, talk about that since that obviously would impact uh, this uh, empowering women portfolio that you have. Talk about that portfolio. Sure, Bob. Yeah, this portfolio we're really proud of. Um, we worked with a, a group of women uh, that ran a, a magazine called Inspiring Lives out of the uh, the Pittsburgh area. 
which went national, and it led us to really look at this issue of gender diversity. Uh, again, this this isn't really uh, an attachment to the Me Too movement. It's it's really kind of saying. Uh, again, even from my research and background and having taught for many, many years that, you know, diversity is important and diversity is important to success. And, uh, you know, so this portfolio looks at issues like that, companies that are better balanced, I'm sure. Some of the metrics we look at is, the, you know, representation of women on the board of directors, uh, representation of women in executive management, maybe female CEOs, CFOs, um, and, and other important issues like, uh, equal pay or, you know, advancing women in management and, edu- and educational type of uh, opportunities within the company, um, commitment to gender-specific programs. Uh, we talked about, you know, companies like Amazon, which have uh, coding, you know, computer coding programs for women that, again, has been really a male-dominated type of profession. Uh, and you mentioned it, Bob. I mean, we, we did hit a new high. We have, on the Fortune 100 list, we have 37 women now. Uh, out of 500. So, I mean, when you talk about it, that's 7.4%. It's kind of a sad commentary, uh, but that is a high. And we we see a couple new women. Um, Carol Tome, who was a long-term Home Depot executive, now will take over as CEO at UPS. Uh, Hayward Donegan, uh, veteran healthcare executive, uh, will become the CEO of Rite Aid. Uh, we see Kristen Peck, who will become the chief executive officer for Zotus, which is a, a animal health company, and Jennifer Johnson, who also become the CEO of Franklin Resources, uh, which is a, bi- a big investment management firm out there. So uh, we definitely see some movement, and again, that's it's good movement. It's, it's the type of movement that I think we need uh, in society and, and as well in business. You know, there's a lot of really talented women out there that. Uh, need to be given the opportunities, and it's good to see that happening. Now, of course, uh, as as a man, it seems uh, interesting that you would be uh, uh, leading this uh, movement for 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 women and women's rights. Uh, what is uh, your personal uh, background that would uh, want you to be part of this uh, part of this new era? Yeah, I think Bob awareness. You know, I I mean, I'm a, I'm a man, but at the same time, I I appreciate women and. I had a mother, a working mother back in the 70s and 80s that, you know, struggled in the banking industry to to get promoted, to get recognized uh, when it was really driven by a lot of men. Um, it was hard to advance. Uh, having four daughters, you know, has taught me the importance of opportunities for, for women and also being an educator. You know, I had over 10,000 students go through my classrooms at Case Western Reserve and Kent State University. And, you know, the majority, I mean, over over 50% were women. And, uh, you know, when you see these young ladies and you see the talent that they have and, and you just hope that, you know, in life they get the same opportunities that their male counterparts get. Talking again to Walt Sekirik, who is the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors, 330-673-1234-800-669-4100. Now, uh, what are some of the top stocks in this empowering women's portfolio that uh, you've been buying? Yeah, sure, Bob. I mean, just to give you a feel for for some of the positions in there, and again, uh, companies like Etsy, which I think we've talked about, again, it's, uh, you know, very a very strong marketplace for women as far as even small business owners selling on the platform. Again, Etsy is an online retailer, um, and you, you find a lot of homemade, crafted, um, you know, specialty type of goods that are on there. Um, they've done a really good job with their management team and, and uh, their board of directors as well. Um, companies like Amazon that we mentioned because of their, you know, their uh, educational programs that they offer women, uh, Lululemon, 
which is an athletic uh, retailer out there as far as apparel goes, um, has uh, had done an amazing job. Um, you know, as far as uh, you know, bringing women into their management team and uh, you know, creating some unique products out there. Uh, Umana Healthcare Company, uh, which again is managed healthcare, uh, has I think over 63% of their management positions are female uh, oriented. So, again, there's there's a lot of companies here that. Uh, you know that that company has a little bit more holdings. We have about thirty one holdings in that portfolio. And uh, again, you know it's it's been a really fun area of research for me to dive in. we We still use all our same screens. We look for you know financial strength, we look for profitability and and then we go a little bit deeper and we really dig into the companies to see uh, you know how they're basically approaching this gender diversity issue. Now, of course, we're in the coronavirus pandemic now. This is something that is part of what, what is our, our life at this point. You know, men and women have different ways of looking at things and different ways of solving problems. Have you noticed any any difference in the way the, the women executives are approaching dealing with the uh, pandemic versus the way the men approach it? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I have not noticed the difference. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think it might level the playing field even more, Bob, because, again, when you when you take away... I think sometimes our visual biases and and you you have to just work with people more on a virtual basis it it really just comes down to strength of mind and talent and ability to get things done and uh you know so I think in some ways it'll even level the field a little bit more if this is a trend that we can see continue to to go forward. Try to take another call now for Walt Secure on WNIR. Good morning, you're on the air. Hi. Um Walt, I want to ask your opinion. Uh, do you know of uh, a stock named uh, Atlanticus Holdings? Oh, Atlant- Atlanticus? Yeah, ATLC is the uh, uh, symbol. Um, they don't. I'm not real familiar with it. I mean, again, I, I, I know it's probably ran through my screens a few times. I mean, I'm just trying to frame it up real quick for you here. Um, it looks like it's a credit financial service product company. Yeah, um, correct. Consumer, consumer credit. Yeah, so, I mean, if I'm looking at it, again, the last couple quarters look like, um, you know, sales have been really strong. I mean, this this is a company that's killing it in sales. I mean, they were up 112%, 147%, 52 in the last quarter ending March was up 55. Looks like they're struggling with profitability the last two quarters. Um but uh, no, I have to dig a little bit forward to give you, a, you know, a little bit more insight. But I mean, that you know, some of the metrics that I'm looking at very quickly look look positive. Okay. And um, why do you think that uh, stock splits have seemed to uh, fallen out of favor? Yeah, I think you know, back when I started in this business 30 years ago, stock split was a big deal, and and I think the idea was to keep the price um, a little bit more affordable for the average investor. I, I think you know the average investor the the uh, has become less important. I think the institutional investor drives a lot of the market now, and it, you know, honestly, institutions, um, even even man, money managers like myself, we we don't really care anymore if a stock is thirty dollars or a thousand dollars a share. I mean, we're just putting money in by position. I think the trading programs make it a lot easier to do that. So I think technology has helped. And, you know, I think some of the, um, you know, maybe the uh, little bit of goodwill that came from a stock split isn't as evident as it used to be, you know, years ago. Yeah, well, uh, for me personally, as an individual investor, uh, I would appreciate a stock split on some of these (laughs) stocks. Sure. You know, like the one you mentioned, uh, NVIDIA. Uh You know, it's, it's a little bit too high, so... Sure. 
Sure, I totally get it. And that's where, you know, if you look at that stock, it's very heavily institutionally owned. I mean, so again, I think the company a lot of times probably looks at their shareholder base, and some of those decisions are probably driven by that. Right, right. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Have a nice holiday weekend. Thank you. We're talking again to Walt Secura of Akron Wealth Advisors in Fairlawn. Their office number is 234-466-7476. If you'd like to talk to Walt about possibly becoming a client and having him invest your money in these individual stock portfolios, 234-466-7476 at the office there in Fairlawn. Uh, again, Walt, you work with many clients. Uh, many of them are very successful and uh, have been, uh, been lucky and, uh, been, uh, with hard work and the like to accumulate money to invest with you. So you work with these people, you talk with them. Have you ever picked up any any uh, commonalities that you might call the secrets to success that you could share with the listeners? Oh, absolutely, Bob. I got a list of these. We can probably cover a few today, and this is probably a good question for us to continue on. But it, it probably is the best part of my job is the people we get to work with, and uh, it's a privilege. Uh, it's it's an honor, you know, to help these families and these individuals uh, that have accumulated wealth and done so many things right. And, you know, you really get to learn about them and ask them questions. So I think, yeah, if I, if I had to start the list, Bob, I think the first thing I'd put on it is, you know, how you think is everything. You know, if, if you're positive, um, if you think for success and not failure, uh, if, if you really work hard towards creating positive environments and, and keeping that framework, I think that's one of the, you know, the real keys. Um, uh, another one that I put, you know, at the top of the list is probably really deciding, you know, what what are your you know your dreams and your goals. You know, write them down, uh, be specific. Uh, again, a lot of these individuals have great plans, uh, and they have great plans as they even get into their later stages in life. You know, their plans are well committed, they're documented, they're communicated. Um, I think you know a lot of us. If you don't write it down, it's it's hard to. Keep yourself accountable to it. So I think that's a big one. And if I, if the third one I put, and, I, and again, I got a lot of them, so we can come back, but I think it's another one I put is just taking action. You know, uh, goals and dreams and everything are, are great, but you, you got to have actionable, you know, efforts. And I, and I think even in our business, you know, what separates a great investor from an average investor is being able to take action. You know, it's, um, as I tell people, you know, I can fill your mailbox with research and ideas, and you know, we can talk. You, you can you can research yourself to paralysis today, but you have to be able to take action. So everything that I do, and and a lot of what I've seen my successful clients do, is to you know be able to do put things there that enables them to make the decisions they need to make. And not that every decision is going to be right, and not that you're going to have a hundred percent success, but if if you're able to make decisions, it surely leads you down a better path in life. Those sound great, and we look forward to hearing more of those in future programs here on your segment of Invest Wisely with Walt Secura. Uh, of course, once again, uh, Baird Private Wealth Management, Akron Wealth Advisors, they work together with you on uh, many other issues. We talked about financial and retirement planning and estate plan reviews. They also do tax reviews, uh, calculations for the RMDs and the stretch IRA illustrations. They can do analyses on Roth conversions, Social Security, stock options, uh, transaction tax analysis, and a lot more. So it's not just 
if they sit down and invest money uh, for their clients in these portfolios, they can provide many other services too, all part of the of the of uh, what they provide uh, to the folks who are, are talking with them and, and working with them. So once more, you want to give them a call anytime. They're working well through the uh, pandemic. A lot of things being done by telephone and, and by, uh, again, the, uh, the miracle of communications we have today. So no reason to hesitate to make that decision to improve your investment position. 234-466-7476. For Akron Wealth Advisors, Walt Secure and his team. 234-466-7476 here in Fairlawn in Akron. Well, another week. It'll be uh, shortened by a day because of Memorial Day observance tomorrow. But what uh, do you think will be on tap for, for this next, uh, almost the, uh, almost June in a, in the stock market? Yeah, Bob, well, we get to breathe, like you said, and, and do some, uh, you know, remembrance of, of those that have, uh, you know, done a lot for our country and, and for our families and, and, you know, for society in general. So we'll definitely take tomorrow, you know, very serious. And, and then we'll get back to work. Um, there's some more key uh, research reports, uh, earnings reports that come in during the week. We'll see um, Costco reports on uh, on Thursday, as well as uh, some of the discount retailers like Dollar General and Dollar Tree. Um, so it'll be interesting to see again. We, we're getting a lot of those retail reports at the back end of earnings season. Uh, we'll also see some more economic data come in like new home sales and uh, also crude inventories and, and also continuing claims on employment. So lots of data to look at for the week. And, and again, we'll be busy. Again, Walt Secura has a great team at Akron Wealth Advisors, part of the Fairlawn West office of R.W. Baird Company. Give them a call at 234-466-7476, 234-466-7476, or toll-free, 844-388-4953. Tell them you heard him on WNIR Kid Akron, and listen again next Sunday morning for more Invest Wisely information. Walt, have a great holiday. Talk to you next week. Thanks, Bob. You too. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Amazon.com, symbol A-M-Z-N. Best Buy, symbol B-B-Y. Etsy, Inc., symbol E-T-S-Y. Expedia, symbol E-X-P-E. Franklin Resources, Inc., symbol B-E-N. Home Depot, Inc., symbol H-D. Humana, Inc., symbol H-U-M. Lowe's Companies, Inc., symbol L-O-W. Lululemon Athletica, Inc., symbol L-U-L-U. NVIDIA Corporation, symbol N-V-D-A. Rite Aid Corporation, symbol R-A-D. UPS, symbol U-P-S. Zotus, Inc., symbol Z-T-S. Please note that Robert W. Baird, Incorporated, makes a market in all of the securities of the companies discussed during today's broadcast.